0: Questions without notice. For WD-40,
1: register online for the Repair Challenge 2023 for a share in over 15 grand in prizes.
0: What we'll do with questions without notice for WD-40, register online for the Repair Challenge 2023. As Buck said earlier, he's going to look for a different lens on... A few things that are said in the media, and he's done that particularly well in his first 12 months in the media and comes from a different perspective, which we, I think, have all admired. Sometimes I can be a bit black and white and bucks, and we've discussed the fact that you might bring a different side to a few of those opinions. So with questions without notice, a couple of things I've said already in the lead-up to the season I want to get your view on. Got a whole list of them here, but there's, there's a lot.
1: There's not, I'm not always going to disagree with That's you. That's okay. T- tell me about... Like so, long-term deals. You've been on that for a, for a, quite a while. W- what is the right term for you? What is w- what is the term that a club goes? We know this person. We value their um, the way they go about it, their leadership, and what they're going to give us on field. What's mm-hmm. what's the right? There's no
0: there's no right or wrong. Every situation is is different. But I mean, all those things but you, you said. said a, you said a, a blanket. No, I haven't said. Counter. I haven't said a blanket view. I, I dislike any. Long term deal, but I can understand why some clubs give long term deals to certain players. Like if Collingwood today announced that Nick Dacos had signed a six year deal, I'd go, okay, I sort of know why they would have done that. I mean, he's going to take him past free agency, he's 19, he's going to be 26 when the deal expires. Probably small risk and how dedicated he is and all that and consistent. So I can see that, but if you're going to give Charlie Curnow seven years and he's 26 and he's got a long history of injury and it can ruin your salary cap and you might lose Tom DeConing on the back of it. Then I take a different view or if you're Richmond and you're all in and you're giving huge draft pick capital and basically hinging your future to a couple of 26 year olds that have also had um, injury concerns in Hopper and Taranto that aren't bona fide A graders and I go, I probably wouldn't have done that. So there's no right or wrong. No.
1: No, and I think it is, only the clubs know it. And, but once again, it comes back to who holds the whip hand. I think players mm. hold the whip hand in negotiations quite a bit. Yeah. But the best clubs, the strongest clubs, are the ones that are prepared to let a gun player go for the betterment of their the shape of their list, the, the status of their um, yeah list management salary cap perspective, and gives themselves a chance to regenerate on the fly. I, I still think that that... Yeah, losing a what what might be termed as losing a player because you're held to ransom on a on a longer term or or a higher level is is what the stronger clubs will do periodically.
0: Question without notice for you. I said Essendon shouldn't play Jake Stringer until he's fit. He looks well. He looked overweight until he's fit out of shape. Until he hits fitness benchmarks that are in line with where you should be as a professional player. As a coach, did that ever come into your thinking that you wouldn't pick someone until they were physically ready to be picked? It's, this is the the changing face. It, it's really
1: interesting that this topic has come up because I just recalled in 20, in 2012, my first senior, like s- skin folds were all mm. the rage and mm. they still are, yeah. but they're not as front and center as they used to be. We would... So we would do skin folds. Anyone was over 50. I'd say it's an arbitrary number for Pete, for our listeners, but anyone over 50 mils, which is a sum of seven sites, they went into fat club mm. and they had. To was do it, it
0: called fat club? It was called fat yeah. club
1: and you had to do extra work. So like you fast forward, you're only 10 years down the track. I mean, you can't even use the word fat mm. these days. So they go into fat club and they're exposed and they're told, well, you're not working hard enough. You're not making great dietary decisions and we're, you know, we're going to hold you to account. I reckon I gave up. We, as an organization, gave up on even pushing, even putting skin folds out there. We used to put, you know, where, where everyone was mm, on mm. a board in preseason. Now we just, we deal with the individuals um, under the ether. Like, so it's not a, it's not a KPI that we expose um, players on anymore. It wasn't towards the end of my time.
0: Isn't there a balance in between those
1: two? Because well, in the end, the, the judgment, to... well, yes, there is. But there's a like Scott Burns is one for me. Like he was ripped up top, and it didn't really matter what happened. His calves and his and his <laughs> and his thighs were like were, were, were top five or top three skin folds at the club. So in the end. There are different makeups. There are different genetic profiles. And Jake Stringer might be a guy that carries weight. I've got no doubt that he could make better dietary decisions and it might be a little bit of alcohol and it might be a little bit of questionable work rate at times, I'm making those suppositions based Mm. on what we see over, over a period of time. But if he's tracking the right way in terms of his engagement in the group and he is doing the work and he is traveling in the right direction, well, then you you will reward him in, in some shape or form. If he's going the other way. Well, then you got to penalize those players because they're not, they're not actually giving you what you need or moving in the, the direction that the team's heading. And so that's more about, less about his size, more about his attitude.
0: I've got a question without notice for you. Um, the Premiership blueprint, this is an article from John Perrick in the age. It documents the average, uh, age and also games played from the last Premiership winners for the last 20 years. Uh, the average age is 26.2, and the average games experience is 126.7. As a coach, did were you conscious of your list demographic and where you sit in these average numbers? And there's outliers yeah. to all of it. Um, and did you know at the start of the year, well, if your average age is 23 like Hawthorne, you can't win. Did you ever factor that in or not?
1: Uh, not that you can't win, but that it's less likely. Okay. I think averages are averages for a reason. Yeah, you know, it, it takes into account the younger group that... Um, haven't played as many games and it takes into account the older group that have played plenty, like Geelong were up there, like too many players over 30, Mm. that didn't stop them. Mm. Baby bombers or even the 2010 um, Collingwood side was relatively young. Yeah. So it, it, there are, there are different, there are outliers in all of this. When we were going through a rebuild in sort of 14, 15, 16, I used to sit down and have a look at the 22 against the opposition and look at age and experience. Right. And when I reflect on that, it was an excuse as much as any of players and it is more densely when you're younger. Um, and it does take time for a squad to find. Sh- so there's one number in this that doesn't come in and that's how much football you've played together. Yeah. I think the, the, there's evidence and, um, uh, and Boy, efficacy around around shared experience being important. So how much footy have you actually played together? Uh, so that that, that has a, a fairly strong um
0: So Matthew Rendell's input. quoted, and he he's said that clubs are now obsessed with that, with shared experience, about having enough of your best team playing with each other for enough games. Uh, clubs that get to finals understand how their players work and how to get them motivated. So he reckons that's a buzzword. In and amongst AFL clubs, is shared experience, how much footy, how much, yeah. how many pre-seasons they've done together. So that's yeah. a, that's accurate. Well, I
1: think I think it is if you're heading in the right direction, yeah. if the culture's decent, if you've got the right people in leadership positions, um, and if you've got the right group, then you're just stock picking to add to that to to maybe find the the cream that goes on the cake. But there's plenty of different ways to do it. Like, see, we, we were talking about player movements consistently or lack thereof has consistently been a theme through this morning if there was greater aspect for player movement, well then shared experience wouldn't be as important Mm. because you could, you could shuffle in and out and that's, you know, NBA's on the other extreme, on the other extreme. And I don't think we want to get there, but you know, there is, um, yeah, there's really high expectations of what your output is, um, over in, in the elite competitions in the States. And I think we've, we, we build a bit more time and you know, a bit more development over, you know, over seasons. So we're a bit softer on our coaches because we understand that we are partly a development program um, in, in our squads at AFL
0: level. Questions without notices for WD40. Register online for the repair challenge. We've got a few more that we're going to get through as well. The impact of four AFL umpires this year. Got some strong thoughts on that. We'll get boxes. um, And should AFL wages be public? We'll get a former coach's view on that. And as always, there's a little window if you want to jump on. Line's available right now. We'll take a couple of your calls on the other side of this. Kane and Bucks. Dick, a lot of questions shit. without notice coming off the 40 Winks Timber Tech. So we'll work through a couple of those. Thoughts on Dylan Moore's three-year contract extension at the Hawks? That question was posed to me and I've got no issue about it whatsoever. I think it's a terrific story. Um, you know, I read the fact that he was nearly delisted a couple of seasons ago. Plays a really difficult role. I thought he works extremely hard and the opportunities he had in the midfield he didn't waste as well. So... Uh, not sure he was rated elite as champion data. I still wouldn't think he's an elite small forward, but I'd say he's very, very good. Bucks, that's, and not I think al- you, that's not the only. not you agree.
1: Yeah, well, whether champion data say so or not. No, I got what, into
0: some trouble last year because champion had him as elite, and I said he's not, oh, he's right. not an elite okay. forward. Well, I tell you where
1: he was. He, he in a, in first quarters, absolutely. He started he started like a house on fire, him, didn't he? and he will if he can do that when the game is at its fiercest, which he obviously has shown that he can, he used to, he was fading out of games a little bit, but geez, what he does is so effective. And he was in a side that hasn't established itself, um, you know, consistently across the four quarters yet. So I, I think that, um, you know, I, he's a watch, I think he's underrated for what he provides. And I, I think three extensions fine. bucks, how good can Oli Henry be? Uh, look, he's got a lot of talent. Um, namely or mainly in the air like his his aerial capacities you know top level um it'd be real interesting to see how he settles into into the geelong um structure and and where they will use him i think chris scott and their coaching group are as expansive in their thinking as possible to maximize mm. a player's strengths and buffer their weaknesses i think ollie will be a, a good contributor for them
0: coxie we got dwayne there because i know he's a he was really excited about what Ollie Henry did at Geelong training the other day, just looking for the Dwayne Russell highlight. And- oh, <laughs> <baby>. <laughs> we got there in the end. Uh, and, and Brooks, is our magnificent producer. He's a, he's a big Western Bulldogs man. So this question perhaps should be put to him. Brooksie,
1: one of the best producers in the business. There you go.
0: Thanks, BT. Uh, Sam Darcy, where does he play? Because I have read all summer that he's been playing as an intercept defender, and then in his intra club he played as a forward and dominated again. Where where would you play? Him? Well,
1: one thing Bevo's not uh, adverse to doing is throwing his players around. So he's, and I think that's probably as much to keep um, you know to give Sam a really strong education on both sides of the ball. Yeah, you could you could play in the ruck at mm. times, I and mean, it's definitely Is it disruptive for a young player? Um... I think that I think that's 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 overrated. Okay, I think um, in many ways, I think young young men these days they want they want that stimulation, and they need it. If they did the same thing for eight weeks, it's So yeah, you got to keep stimulating, keep throwing them in different places. Your, your, your key traits in, in your aerial are going to be used either behind Mm. the ball or in front of the ball. And it's worth learning them both. Um, so Mm. I I think that's, um, that's, he's, you know, looks like a fantastic, um, talent, doesn't he? If he, but he's, he's, he grew very quickly. Mm. He's a big boy. He's still growing into his body. There's going to be some, um, body issues as he goes along, just staying upright
0: For a whole season would be the the priority, I would have thought. Coach Brooksy. Say that again. Play him as a defender at the moment. Bruno's in Geelong. Bruno, who should captain the Cats? Yeah. Good morning, Kane. Good morning, Nathan. Good morning, uh, Bruno. Just a a bit of a scoop, boys. Geelong had their team photo last week, and I won't ask you to try and guess who was sitting in the captain's seat, but Cam Guthrie. Interesting. See, Hawthorne did something similar, though, and there was the conspiracy theorists out because it was Sam Frost and I think it might have been Dylan Moore sitting next to Sam Mitchell and everyone's going, oh, hang on. The captain usually sits next to the coach, but maybe they were just trying to get us off the scent. But Cam Guthrie would be a very good captain, I would have thought. One of the most underrated players in the yeah.
1: competition and and, and and a great fella too. So, I mean, I could... I'm like. From afar and with limited interactions, um, a guy that I've just got so much respect for the way he carries himself. And I can only imagine that internally that he is held in the same regard. He's a, he's a similar to me. I get a similar feel with him than I did with Cameron Ling, mm. just the, just the type of guy who's perennially underrated, just does the job. Well, selfless to a fault, you know, puts everyone else uh, above them. That's are pretty good starting point.
0: Bruno, thanks for the scoop. We'll wait and see if that plays out. Surely they named their captain early on this week. Uh, off the temper text, can't wait for Mondays and Bucks using reason and logic to sort out Kano. The first topic was salaries. Uh, good show, fellas. I strongly disagree with four umpires. Solution, less rotations, better umpire angles, better footy referred to the nineties games currently being played on Fox footy says, Jim
1: jury's got to, jury's got to be out on the four umpires. I think that there's a, there might be a, a long term method to the madness. I think we need to increase our depth at the top level and we will have some bad decisions. That's always going to happen, but just think center bounce. So center bounce you've now you've got four umpires. You've got one that can look at this fifth, the mm. six V six, one that can look at that six V six. I reckon we're going to see some holding calls early, early in the in the season. Disaster bucks. It's going to be a disaster until the players respond.
0: Let the players play. We don't need four umpires. Oh, so
1: let's just throw the rule book out then. Let
0: the players play seven minutes to nine nine o'clock. We'll be back to wrap things up after this. Do not speak to me like that.